0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: This is uh, Colin, and uh, welcome to the Skyrim 1080 Level Up uh, chat. Um, um, It's just a little chat about uh, leveling up and how to, sort of like, you know, what you need to do to get your character and also helping out. All of us, really, in getting to grips with D&D, seeing as not all of us are newbies. I've never played before, let alone DM before. I I believe uh, Andrew and uh, Ray have never played before, uh, and Pat, and I know Victor have, but I think both of them were rusty when they first started out. So we're just going to have a quick chat. Uh, and just go over some stuff. We're actually probably gonna get some stuff wrong in this stuff where we're trying to figure it out. So if we do and you know anything that we're doing wrong consistently from start till now, send us an email at Skyrim10AD uh, at gmail.com and just let us know that, you know, oh by the way, in combat if you do this, that's wrong and this wrong if you know any of that. Or if you like, you know, Think we're uh, dull and boring, or you think the audio is crap? Let us know, so we know that it can be better for next time. Thanks. Oh, and in the um, the spirit of that, I'd just like to say uh, a very much a very big thank you to um, to Eric uh, for my very first email. Well, second email. The first one was from Ray to make sure I spelt it correctly the first time, um, and the the very next one was from Eric. So thank you very much, Eric. Uh, all right. So, level up questions, um, and uh, with me so far is um, Andrew and Ray, and hopefully um, Victor and I will be on, will be on in a bit, uh, but we had to, Pat was um, extremely popular and extremely busy at uh, at the moment, so we weren't able to make our recording sessions for the normal Skyrim 10 AD, but... The, the next session will be set out in the, in the next few weeks hopefully and uh we'll get that on to you but i want to i prefer uh to keep all the recordings with all characters at one time i'd i'd rather not have anybody missing uh, throughout an episode at this early stage maybe when we can get like round where we get more used to what the characters will do and can do or so, sort of like give a good excuse why they're going to leave for that particular episode so we can build it up in advance um, but right now at this early stage I'd rather have the whole complement for every episode until so sort of like you know we get a little bit more stabilised all right so uh, let's start off with uh, alphabetically so we might as well go with Bard that is right isn't it Bard's first yeah Bard's first Bard, cleric, uh, monk, and rogue, rogue. So, Andrew, you have a bard, uh, and it's now just gotten to level two. Yes. And uh, is there any questions so far about the class? Uh, the class that you wanted to to know, like even without uh, the leveling up aspect of it. Well.
2: That- I mean, I've never played D and D before, like you mentioned. So I'm just assuming that Bard is the classic uh, person, the collector of history and teller of stories. That sort of. Um, the, I was understanding that was my singer of songs, tell writer of poems, collector of history, yeah. that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, well, basically the in um, sort of like in the D and D sort of style that that's way they do to travel from place to place and. Sort of like there uh, was as you've got you've got this um, um, new skill called jack of all trades, and that's really a good definition of the bard uh, from the way I see it. A bard can pretty much do it all. They can uh, fight melee style um, with a sword, or they can just hang back and cast spells. Um, They could do healing spells or offensive spells. And they also could do, uh, I think, one of the best utility um, characters is there to help the entire group uh, to do some damage and also to heal, get other uh, characters up. So it's probably the the most versatile of all the, the classes, I would say. Probably not the most powerful, as you've probably found, but can change the course of a battle, especially with their... Was a bardic inspiration where you um, have that bonus action of where you can turn around to one of your um, fellows and sort of like say something inspirational so they get an extra 1d6 to enter a roll. So if they're about to hit something and they roll like a 10 and they know that's not going to hit, they can roll a d6 and hopefully get like an extra three and then they do hit and then can kill it. Sweet. And. Um just go to the the book here um, yeah
2: i've i've got all this you know i've got like five pages of notes <laughs> scrawled out and you know with a sort of a key guide on a sheet and i'm just like okay bardic inspiration yeah okay that's in section 5 flip through page 5
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm just trying to get to where it's got your level up so yeah, on when you reach second level for a Bard, you get Jack of All Trades and a Song of Rest. And in at first level, you could cast two spells. So one that's um, not um, a cantrip. So you know you can cast um, cantrips as many times as you want all day long. They are f- uh, free spells, so you don't have to worry about those. Um, But with spells, actual spells, you can only cast two of those at at, at level one. Now at mm-hmm. level two, you can cast three spells in a day. And you know a total of five spells. Okay.
2: So, so I'm going from uh, four spells to five spells. But I can cast three of said spells per in day. One, one 24-hour period. Okay.
1: Yes, well, before a long rest, but you can't sort of like you know go out adventuring, go into a dungeon, like first thing in the morning, and then use up all your spells in the in the first like three hours against one enemy, and then fall asleep for another twelve hours and recycle that because that's just sort of like metagaming it. That's well, that's just basically cheating. Mm-hmm. So, um, why well, it's it's spread over an entire day. So, if as I said, you sort of like you travel from where you are, like a town, go out to the dungeon, you get explore the dungeon, it gets to like about 10 or 11 o'clock, and then you're like, oh, I'm all out of spells, and sort of like, you know, get a little bit of this, let's like hang back or head back to the edge of the dungeon, and sort of like uh, rest up, camp out, sleep for the night, and then when you wake up in the next morning, then you're all fully refreshed, and all you sort of like, you know, while you're resting, all your magic comes back to you, and sort of like, you know, you can cast all your spells again.
2: What? event happened that caused the level up to happen is there how does do you like gain enough experience points and then you hit a milestone and then the level up occurs or or you determine when that ha- like how does that work
1: yeah there's uh, different ways that you can do a level up uh, as a dm you can either um calculate um xp so when you um fought off that wolf when you first arrived this Skyrim Uh, And then when you went into Holder's Cairn, you fought the Skeleton and Alandi and all that sort of stuff. You were earning XP for all of that. But when it came to tolling all up, and then so it was getting really complicated of where, uh, and there was another part of where somebody, you can, uh, I can give XP like bonus XP to people um, who role play a lot and sort of like do all that sort of stuff. I just thinking, well, that's, you know, some of my guys here don't role play whatsoever. They just want to come in and play and then leave. And then there's other ones who want to role play all the time. So I was like, well, that doesn't seem really fair of somebody who sort of like doesn't like to role play, but still wants to be a part of the game. So there's another way you can do it is that, um, I can't remember the exact name of it, Basically, when you get to certain stages in the story, that's when you level up, and I'll decide when that is. So, once you got to um, whatchamacallit, made it all the way to Falkreath, um, that's what my sort of like a situation where I said, Well, now they've leveled up enough. They're traveling from where they started, because you started off down in Cyrodiil in the middle of the way, Uh, so did uh, Pat. Um, bloody um, Jaquai had to walk all the way from elsewhere. So <laughs> he was meeting like a million things on the road <laughs> as he was yeah. walking all the way there. So, by the time the maid from home got for creep, yeah, I'd say that's enough to get you up to level two. So, now uh, your experiences so, as you go through, once you get to a certain part in the story, then you level up again.
2: Um, and every participant will level up together at the same same time time. yes
1: so you you won't have somebody like you know level uh, level four and then the others are level two or anything like that
2: and i assume our opponents also the world will level up around us as well does it work like that like it does in the in the game you know what i mean our enemies yeah
1: i I mean i'm not gonna throw you up against like an ancient dragon next week or anything like that but there oh yeah
2: i mean it'll, it'll be appropriately leveled right yeah,
1: yeah, but yeah. there's MPs at N- NPCs. Fuck's sake, NPCs that are in the game, as you know uh, from from Skyrim, because you know the game just as well as I do. And you once you get there, so if if you walked into uh, your Vaska and you walk up to Farkas and headbutt him, I mean wh- that's your decision. I can't. Yeah. He's like
3: a monster.
1: <laughs> If if you're looking in, in terms of like, you know, how long he's been a warrior and things like that and how powerful he would be, I can't stop you from walking up there and picking a fight <laughs> with a companion when you're like level three or something. Yeah. So that's going to be your decision. And if you walk into a cave and you see, look into the cave and look down in it and there's like a thousand goblins or something like that. If you jump into the middle of the fight, there's nothing I can do to save your life. And that's down to you. But, yes, I won't throw anything at you that you can't get away from or or anything like that. Um,
2: So what are the big drastic changes from level 1 to level 2?
1: So when you started at level 1, you had, I think it was, 9 hit points? Yes. Right, to find out what's... um, uh, And every time you level up uh, with a bard, you can roll... A one d eight, which is a one d eight die, and then add your Constitution modifier to it, and add that to your new uh, hit points. So I th- I'm, I think you already did that, didn't you? you I have like a, a five four- or something.
2: I have a fourteen written in parentheses there, so you must be right. I did roll a, a five, I
1: guess. Yeah. So yeah. So you've. Uh, so now your hit points is up. Um. What else do you get? So now we're just looking at spells. So we can go to. So I go.
2: I add the fifth spell and uh, some hit points, and that that that's the basic events that happens at a level up. You get to roll for some extra hit points, and uh, some levels up, you get more
1: spells. Yes. So okay, you cool. also. Um, so you got jack of all trades. Um, I don't know whether you have that hidden around, but uh, Jack of all trades. That that is a spell, Jack of all trades. No, that's just the, uh It's like a special power that. Uh, well, not a special power. It's like a passive. You know, like you have in Skyrim where Nords are um, resistant to frost. Or something oh, okay.
2: Like okay. Yeah. You, you just ability. do
1: everything. As I said, you can, you've can. you got like your rapier, so you can go up and you can attack with your rapier, or you can stand back and you can shoot with your bow and arrow, or you can cast a spell, and things like that. So you can do yeah. loads of different types of stuff. And Jack of all trades is starting at circle level. You can add half your proficiency bonus, rounded down um, to any ability check that you make that doesn't already include a proficiency bonus. So that was loads of gobbledygook, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, if um, you know how you're proficient with charisma checks, so if I ask you to persuade somebody, you have to, and I say, oh, add your charisma and your proficiency bonus, and your proficiency bonus at a at level one, two, th- and three is two. So you always have a proficiency bonus of two. But if I ask you to make a check uh, like you're trying to pick up a really heavy box, that's going to require strength. And you're not proficient with any uh, strength thing. Yeah. But because you're a jack-of-all-trades, you can add half your proficiency bonus to that. So you can add a 1 to whatever you roll.
2: How's the proficiency bonus different than the modifier?
1: Uh, Your modifier comes from your charisma your strength your dexterity that's and all of those each
2: of those has their own modifier yep
1: and so the
2: proficiency bonus I, I, I just it's have just profi- how
1: higher yeah it's just how high a level you are so it increases once you get to level uh, four then your um, is it uh, I know wait once you get to level five then your proficiency bonus will be a pro- plus three and uh, was it then level 9 proficiency bonus of plus 4 okay and 13th level is uh, 5 so that just once you get this
2: so that's also sort of level. a passive thing that happens as you level up
1: yep and it happens at only in stages like uh, yeah 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 as yeah. i said until level 5 so you don't have to worry about it for a while
2: okay and so every character has the same proficiency bonus at the same level
1: I believe so. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that. I'll just check Cleric. Yep, yeah, they jump at level 5, yeah, plus 3. And what's the next one? So I'll only check a couple. See if tell
3: me if yeah, the moon is at 5 as well. Yeah. 5 and
1: 9. 5 <clears throat> and 9. Yeah, so it looks like uh, 5, 9, uh, 13, and 16 is when your proficiency bonus. So they always stay the same. And it's just uh, because you've been adventuring so long, you just happen, you just get that good. Just activity, get good stuff. So,
0: Ray, the road uh, goes up a little bit slower, but still goes to six at seventeen. Um. But, hi everybody.
2: Hey, Victor. Hello, Victor. <laughs> Ray, do you have a paper uh, reference book in front of you, or do you have like a website open?
3: The, uh, uh, the guide that. Uh, uh, Colin sent us. Mm-hmm.
0: I have the 5e full book here in front of me.
2: Yeah, I've just got the website open. I was looking at all the second level, or the third level, whatever, the the spells to choose from. Yep. I'm, I've second, been looking over all of those.
1: Second level spells. Yeah, so, second level spells. And I believe, just let me check uh, if, you, if there's anything you want to ask Victor or Ray. I'm just going to read up because I think... Um, at second, every time you level up, you can not only do you get a new spell, but you can also swap out one of your old ones. I just want to read. Oh, hmm.
0: Did you already talk about attack bonus? Uh,
1: okay, no, as you level
0: up, I, I'm. I won't. So far, I mean, I haven't played anything else in a long time other than rogue. But the sneak attack, which you get at the beginning, goes. You know your roll goes up as you as you level up. So you get start at one d six and it goes to two, three, four. Eventually, it gets to ten, which is pretty insane. <clears yeah. <clears <throat> uh. But.
2: Rest. So explain that to me. Half... Explain Sorry, that to ahead. me, Victor. When you say it goes from one d six to ten d six, what what does that actually mean? Physically, what is happening? Well,
0: the, the sneak attack, which which the rogue gets as as their base, one of their uh their base attacks. It's uh you know how to strike subtly and exploit a foe's distraction once per turn. You can deal an extra one d six damage. I think all characters get something of that type at the beginning, and then if you look at the chart for your archetype or your your you know character type, uh, it'll give you uh, as you level up along with your proficiency bonus your attack bonus or your attack roll goes up not attack bonus but your attack your attack roll uh goes up and your dm can also uh you know change that as as you level up with with certain weapons like for instance uh the uh the rogue i'm playing in this IRL game um we're up at level 8 now and i've gotten a uh he gave me a, a chain hook, which is pretty freaking awesome. It's, really, <laughs> it's a really great weapon. Uh, that currently does 3d6, uh, but it's a one-handed weapon, so I can use that along with this really cool uh, good knight dagger he also gave me in, an, in another another play session, um, which does 1d4 plus 1d6 of poison, 1d4 of piercing, 1d6 of poison. So between those two, if I roll well, I can I can... I could pretty well i could f somebody up pretty well uh um,
2: the with, um with
0: that, that combination and the chain hook is like um it, picture a uh, a a bolo with uh hooks on the ends instead of uh, uh you know stones or whatever and a and a handle and you just sort of whip that around and it does it does some pretty serious damage
2: so um, What's the difference between 1d6 and 3d6? You're rolling three times instead of once? You roll
0: three six sided die.
2: And you yeah. pick the best one, or you're adding all together?
0: No, you add them all together.
2: Wow. Okay. So that adds up. A ten, 10 of them is. That's not like super rolling for
0: advantage or disadvantage, where you you roll twice and then pick at advantage. Pick the you best pick the or best worst. Roll, yeah. Yeah. And just sort of. But no, it's. You're um, totaling. I mean, damage. I have a. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: I just said no you're totaling the damage together totally the damage yeah we
0: have a an orc uh well actually uh, yeah we have a half orc barbarian who does who has these insane rage attacks um and he rolls like eight six sided die for one of them and and then there's a we have a mage who's got one of his spells up to eight eight d six uh, it's a fire type spell um St- statistically
2: uh, so yes. statistically what is the difference between two d six and one d twelve
0: uh statistically i'm not a mathematician but you can i mean if you roll uh that's what we get for not having pat here pat what are you doing
1: <laughs> hey, hey pat <laughs> <laughs> um there isn't a whole
0: lot of difference but but with the d12 uh you also have the numbers 7 through 11 mm-hmm. <laughs> which you don't with the six sided i i, well, I don't on a, on a
3: 12 on a 12 side you you have a chance of rolling a 1 if you have two sixes the lowest you can get is a, two. a 2 that's okay, correct thank you. yeah thank you. that's There's true
1: you got, right yeah um so yeah so as i was saying um about your spells um, you know all your first-level spells. Uh, the first-level spells that you have, uh, body is you have... Wait, I was going to say Animal Friendship, but that's not one of your spells. That's your no, that's cantrip. A cantrip. I, have cantrip a, a, yeah. I
2: have Healing Word, Heroism, Tasha's Hideous Laughter, and Unseen Servant.
1: Yeah. So, because you've leveled up, um, you can... If any of those that you look at and you don't like... You can um, swap that out for a new one. So, if you wanted to, like, let's say heroism, if you wanted to get rid of that one, that's the one where you can bless, like, three, well, not bless, but you can uh, inspire three people uh, and they get like an extra 1D4 to a roll or something like that, I think. Um, and you could swap that for. Um, Fairy Fire. a Fairy Fire is a level one spell, but I know it's really good. And i just
2: move... Each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. Any creature yeah, doesn't in it the do area, some damage as well? Or is it is just... Outlined in light or fells dexterity through. I think it's just outlined in light. Fairy Fire. Any attack roll against the affected creature or object has advantage if the attacker can see it and the affected creature or object can't benefit from being invisible. I don't know if it does any damage by itself.
1: No, it doesn't do any damage by itself. Huh. Well, maybe you all probably won't want that one. Uh, so, you could get identify which means that when you find um a magical object so you know in skyrim when you find a magical object you know exactly what it does yeah in D D, it's not like that you can't just pick up a, a weapon and go oh hey this does 15 points of frost damage isn't Isn't this awesome well, that's um, yeah, okay that's fun uh but what you do you, what you can do is if uh, you have no magical ability you can sit there for a short rest which is an hour or two and um was it study the magical artifact and then its uh aspects um uh, sort of like reveal themselves to you uh or if you have the identi- identify spell whatever magical object you you can cast this spell and learn exactly what uh, magical properties it has um that but then that's just um Uh, was it a helpful one? It's not really one that does any damage, which I know you are getting thingy about. Um, Let's see. Fairy fire. So let's sleep. Uh, You could go with thunder wave. Thunder wave is pretty good. I know um, Pat Hmm. has that. That's one of his abilities.
3: Let's
2: see. Oh, that one causes damage. Yeah, thunder damage. Two d eight thunder damage.
0: Two d eight's pretty good. Tasha's hideous laughter is a lot of fun too.
1: <laughs> yeah, he already used that one. I think I, you? I, I, think that I
2: cast that, that one once. Fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. what about long stride? Is it beneficial to be to be able to make someone faster at all? Is that ever?
1: I think good? that's just for travel. Oh, that was that just was for just travel. Ch- I don't know whether it's helpful in combat. Let me read it. I'm going through the book, so oh, there we go. Half, I've forgotten the alphabet. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, do long strider? Yes. One action. Uh, you touch a creature. Target speed increases by ten feet until the spell ends. So they can move. They don't move any faster, but they can travel. this. you know how your uh, your speed is. Um, your distance you can travel th- yeah. yeah yeah, it's 30 uh, apart from Jaquai Jaquai is now 40 so he can travel an extra 10 that's what this spell would add to somebody but if I hit him so with cool. it he could go 50 yes Yeah.
2: so I don't know is that ever helpful
1: it doesn't well, sound, yeah, well, it doesn't sound like he's it. got, like, um, what we didn't figure out last um, session is that he actually does have disengage. So he could have, like, ran up to something. Like, most creatures, I'd say most most things, most humanoids and things like that have a speed of 30. Yeah. Now, he's pretty fast having a speed of 40. If he had a speed of 50, he could run up to something, slash uh, the crap out of them, disengage from them, and then run 50 feet away and they'd never be able to catch him. <laughs> Um, and then then there's your level 2 spells as well so you get uh, yeah. oh no you still have level 1's isn't it yeah because you're only level 2 you've got no level 2 spells yet that comes at level 3 so you can get um, an extra 1 and then you can swap one out so thunder wave does the the damage uh, mm-hmm. and you'll probably be looking for and then yeah. you can, like as I said, take out Heroism and then swap it for something else, like Long Strider or Fairy Fire. So
2: at level two, I am I'm not adding a second level um,
1: spell. Uh, no. I'm sorry, adding a that first was my level. Bad. Spell. I, sent, okay. I sent you no. the list for a second level, didn't I? Yeah. That's fine though. Yeah, i no, Okay, so I'm, you get I'm an...
2: I get an extra first level spell and I can swap another first level spell. Yes. For one of them. Yeah. Okay. So i think thinking you're correct with Thunder Wave. That sounds like a good one. And I want to keep healing yeah. word, Let's see. Touches, um, is Unseen Servant Let's, uh, uh, That's Harrow.
1: pretty helpful. It depends on how you use him though because the helpful thing is is that he's invisible and pretty silent I think because he's magical. So you can get him uh, let's see seeing service. On scene service. So one action it lasts for an hour and uh, yeah, an invisible, mindless, shapeless force that performs simple tasks until the uh, spell ends. Mm-hmm. <coughs> he can't attack. Has
2: a strength of two.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he's kind of helpful. So like. Okay. In a dungeon sort of situation, the only thing you could do is if there's a um like a room that's filled with people, but you don't want somebody going in, knowing that you're you're going in there to nab something. You could send him in there be, and to see if he could try and stealth his way in. Or if, uh,
2: how about if there's some like locked gate? Can I cast him beyond the gate to go hit a switch or something? Yeah. Okay. That seems useful.
1: Um, anyway. Yeah, it's not like Skyrim. It, if it's like a fence, you can't cast a spell through the bars or anything yeah, like that. That's you can so definitely do that because you can do it within sixty feet. And um, yeah, so if you're sort of like you know locked out, and there is like one of those handles through the notorious yeah. the, the gates cool. of Skyrim. Yeah,
3: this
2: you is so a to unlock that Um it. how about see heroism says a willing creature you touch is imbued with bravery until the spell ends, the creature is immune to being frightened. Is that something that is common? Are players uh commonly frightened by monsters and stuff?
1: Yeah, a few creatures have um there's some like uh I will let you know that dragons have some of them have um uh, like a fear ability that's just natural to them because of their immense size and their immense power. Just being in the presence of a dragon causes fear. And if you're under the effect of fear, it means that you have to spend your action running as far as waste as you can. Uh, when you do attack them, you always have to attack them at disadvantage. So, Yuck. and then there's a few other creatures like, you know, while well, mages can cast fear on you. Um, uh, I think, like you know, D and D and sort of like uh, the creatures of Skyrim are slightly different. So uh, I'll have to see what what yeah. what can do what.
2: So actually, heroism seems pretty useful too. Then, like, I don't know if I want to swap any out. You know what I mean?
0: It's like, uh, did you already say that? I'm oh, sorry, I was sort of just slightly distracted. Did you say it's sort of it's sort of like casting courage, right? In 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 actual Skyrim. Yes.
2: Um, once you swap away from a spell, can you swap back to it later
1: when you level up? But you'd be doing the same swap, so so what I um like you know, you can't like say, Oh, I'm gonna swap to from heroism to fairy fire in like two weeks' time. You can't say, Oh, I'm gonna swap back to heroism again. You'll have to wait until you get I to, wait to the, three, until the level up, okay? Yeah. And you can only do one spell. So, um, but mind you, when you get to level three, that's when you get your level two spells. So,
0: so also, if we're sort of talking about leveling up, I, I did I sort of mentioned attack bonus before, and that is that's a five E thing. I think I believe, isn't it? It's a, it's a new newish thing to five E, um, and that's also tied to your proficiency. So that that also goes up for weapons anyway as you as you level up. Um, I don't know how it applies to spells, or if it even does. Um,
1: no, you can cast spells at a higher level. So once he has um, level... Once her body has level 2 spells, um, she can cast level 1 spells out of a level 2 slot to make them more powerful. So, like Healing Word, I believe... Um, you can cast that at uh, first level or second level, and if you cast it at second level, it heals even more than it would at a one. But as far as I know, um, yeah, at level two, you only get Jack of All Trades, and you also have a Song of Rest. So, you know, when um, Pat was um, um, sitting in the cave having a rest so he could... um, you know, spend his hip dice to heal back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, you, uh, Barty could have sat there and sang a, a song of rest. That means he would have got an extra 1d6 uh, healing from that. And right. you can do that as much as you want, I believe. Song of rest. The second level, you can use your soothing music or oration. Uh, to revitalize your wounded allies during a short rest. If you or any friendly creatures who can hear your performance regain hit points at the end of a short rest by spending one or more hit days, each group gains an extra 1d6. Right.
0: So with weapons, <clears throat> depending on whether you're using dexterity or strength, your attacks, your attack bonus is your modifier plus your proficiency bonus. And that, that does go up as your proficiency bonus goes up. So you your your attack bonus goes up um slowly, but it it does go up.
1: Yeah, but that's not gonna be until like but, level five.
0: Right, level five is the first is the first one. So um
1: Yeah, with, my... with level two, she's yeah, well for level two, uh, she's yeah. not gonna have anything. Just a uh, check of trades where she can add proficiency to stuff, half of proficiency to stuff that she's not um Proficient with and the Song of Rest gets one more spell.
0: And I just and... realized I've been using the wrong attack bonus for the last game we played for my rogue. Oops,
1: uh... yeah, because your rogue
0: from what my, I think... my my real life rogue is, is at level eight, but but uh, but yeah, and in, in 10 AD, I'm still at uh proficiency of two proficiency
1: bonus yeah and you still only have the one attack you have cunning action but that doesn't grant you an extra attack does it
0: no cunning action uh, grants an extra what is it hide disengage or where is it Um, dash disengage or hide Uh, I can do those uh, as a bonus Um, but no no extra attack that doesn't come until I pick, uh, till the rogue picks its uh, or his or her um, archetype, which comes what at level th- uh, three. Uh, three, yeah. So uh, yes, you get uh, yeah
1: cunning kind of action. So how you you calculating? Your bonus because you only have the, the one attack, so it's just one dagger and sneak attack. If you have it, right?
0: I have a short bow, too.
1: Yes, yeah,
0: that's so that's those are finesse weapons, so that's dexterity. So it's it's my dexterity plus my proficiency, so it's five basically. Yeah. I'm
1: a dagger. Uh, yeah uh, anything you needed to know Ray or anything you wanted to go over
3: well so um, I did use the uh, uh, the flurry of blows wrong um, so I <clears throat> I didn't realize that, it, that you didn't use it after your bonus that it was your bonus Yes. So instead of getting one extra hit, you get two, um, but not four like I did. Yeah, that um, was my fault.
1: <laughs> I, I was there. Do you want to hit him a second time, and then then you want to use your bonus action? Yeah, that was my fault because uh, I thought you're. And as powerful. it worked
3: out anyway, both times um, that I used it, uh, one time I, I didn't. It didn't hit. So. Yeah, you still the ended up dice, only hitting them. The three dice now, took care it, of it itself. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, a level up from monk, you got, yeah, you got two key points and unarmored movement. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's just the extra 10 feet of movement, and you have two key points to be able to spend. And the things that you can do is um, flurry of blows, um, and then you can there is a thing called that we should go over is the dodge action so as a monk you can spend your you can make your attack and then spend your bonus uh, action to do and a key point to take the dodge action and the dodge action is anybody can do it um as for your action so instead of uh, attacking with your dagger or casting a spell um, uh, you can go right. I'm gonna take the dodge action, which I believe uh that anybody who tries to attack you has disadvantage. obviously, you don't get to hit them, but they are at disadvantage to hit you um just so you know that if there's ever a reason why you'd want like you know to be engaged in a fight with somebody but not hit them and then not want them to hit you at the same time you can use a key point to take that dodge action, whereas everybody else can use their action instead of attacking, can take the dodge action.
0: Yeah, and then the rogue has the uncanny dodge, which starts at level five, which halves halves attack damage, which is very nice. Um, Uh, There's also evasion as well you get, I think? Yeah, at at level seven, yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance to use that in my other game yet um but that yeah that's it's quite nice yeah as
3: as part of my level 2 i get uh i could also use a key point to uh disengage or dash yep and so, so disengage um, is the one where they can't um they can't attack me
1: yeah they can't well they um disengage is where you can step away from them without them attacking you because everybody has a reaction so if you um like uh, when you're up against those droga if one of those droga wanted to um walk away from you to go and attack somebody else for instance uh for mouse for instance as he's walking away you have a reaction to be able to fling out and sort of like and hit them to stop them from sort of like going away or hit them as they pass you by and you only get one reaction per round so if you had two drog around you and both of them went to walk away you could use your reaction to hit one not both
0: it it goes both ways too right those i mean if you disengage as a bonus act then then if you've been grappled or whatever then or wherever you're Doing then that provokes an attack of opportunity, correct? Sorry, I
1: didn't understand the question.
0: Well, I mean, when you if you if you take your bonus, I don't know if you know applying to a monk or whatever, whoever you happen to be or whatever you happen to be, if you use disengage as a bonus action, does not does that not attack uh, provoke an attack of or 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 uh, enable an attack of opportunity on the part of? whatever character or enemy you're you're disengaging from, right?
1: No, that's what disengage does. It prevents the opportunity attack.
3: Right, because okay. if I were to just move away,
1: he can get in the top opportunity attack, but if you spend a key point, you can okay. sort of like in duck down lower and then you disengage and then you step out or you you if you're in 5 feet of most things, some things have a melee range of 10 foot. Uh, and you'd probably be able to tell just by looking at them if they have a range of 10 foot. But most, mm-hmm. nearly all creatures, especially humanoids, only have uh, a melee range of 5 foot. And if you're in 5 foot of them, then uh, you're in melee range. If you try to right. step back away from them, they will get an opportunity attack. But if you have disengage, which both of you two have, um, that's right okay so it's it's you, yeah, you walk you step away from them but you will not incite an opportunity attack because you're too fast you've moved away too skillfully you're too um, right. dexterous for that but
3: experience. in order to
0: use disengage you have to be you have to have been grappled or something at, no uh, in the, no okay because well then what's the difference in, in, in for instance between using dash as a as as a bonus action or disengage which the the, the rogue gets at when when they pick up uh, coming, coming dash, action dash uh,
1: means you can move your your movement on a bonus action so you know how you can move thirty feet right so you your, can dash uh, thirty feet uh, yeah so you can move thirty feet go up. And attack uh, like you know well not attack something because of in your in melee range, but you could throw a dagger, so let's right. say something's like fifty foot away, you can move up thirty feet so you're in twenty foot range, throw the dagger, and then you can um use the your bonus action to dash and then run back the thirty feet so he can't get it.
0: all right, I'm gonna have to question our d m on this because I think he's been using that wrong um, I'll have to see.
3: Um interesting. So things for the monk really don't get uh, super interesting until next uh, level.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much everything uh with with a lot of people um I was at life begins at level 3. Um apart from the cleric cuz uh, life begins at level 1 for pat. I think he had too. Well, not he, but I had to choose which uh, thing He doesn't get anything at level 3, I don't think, apart from the, the average stuff. Yeah, so I chose his domain at level 1. At level 3, yeah, he gets nothing. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, he just gets... was Oh, no, he gets access to level 2 spells. Same as, um, as Potty.
2: The jack of all trades again. Just quickly, I'm basically adding half of my proficiency bonus to what uh, exactly stuff that
1: you're mean. not proficient with. So you okay. know where it says okay. all your proficiencies, um, like um, like your proficiency with uh, simple weapons. So you're you're proficient with rapiers, and you're proficient with uh, short bows, like the bow that you picked up and was it your proficient with daggers, short swords, things like that, you can add your proficiency bonuses, that's two. But if you pick up a great axe for some unknown reason, um, you're not proficient with that. But if you do attack with it because of your jack-of-all-trades, you can add half your proficiency.
2: Add half of my proficiency, too. Okay, cool. Um, Where do I find the proficiency list again? Because I have... I have it down.
3: Yeah, let me see. Let's see. Athletics,
2: acrobatic, sleight of hand, stealth, arcana, history, investigation, nature, religion. That can't all be that, right? Animal yeah. handling, insight, medicine, perception, survival, deception, intimidation, performance, persuasion. What the fuck is all that? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I write all that down?
1: That's probably all this, this extra stuff, so... But acrobatics,
2: Arcana, Deception, Performance, you and are, Persuasion. Yep,
1: so you're proficient at acrobatics, which is um, like if you're going to try and climb a tree, I mm-hmm. would say that would be acrobatics, so you'd have to add to that. Arcana, Deception, Performance, performance Persuasion. And, persuasion. and okay. then, so you're uh, proficient with all of those things, so that's all the things you are. At. There, there's stuff like Athletics. So that's the strength-based one. You're not proficient with that, so you'd be able to add that to it. Um, Intelligence, um, like uh, history checks, you're not proficient with that. So if I ask you to make a history check for me, so like I'm asking you to, uh, if you can remember um, something that happened two weeks ago, I'll ask you to make a history check. You're not proficient with that, so you can (laughs) add half your proficiency bonus to that
2: seems a bard would be proficient in history checks, though.
1: Tell me about it. Weird. But, uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs> they make up their own history.
1: Yeah, that's it. The, most of it's lies. I was actually in the bard's College the other day, and that's what they we're talking about. I was standing there yeah. um, doing something in, uh, in my inventory or something like that, and I was just waiting around and uh that we're talking about but half of this stuff is made up so as long as the spirit is there it's fine don't worry about it just <laughs> just go with it uh, and, well, i mean uh, if you
0: if you make a history check and you're not proficient in history it's still it's still based on intelligence so you still have your modifier whatever that happens to be and uh so you're still plus say you're plus two in intelligence then you still have plus two for a history check right Yes. Uh,
1: yeah. Let's see. So, Where do you find a list
2: of the subcategories? Like you keep saying, like there's uh, acrobatics as and your,
0: dexterity. Character sheet. It's on the character sheet. Uh,
1: Why well, he doesn't have like a character character sheet? He has what I gave him, which is
0: I no. But I mean, you c- you can get one. You can get the PDF uh, fill out forms yeah. on the web. Yeah. Um, uh, so let me have a look.
1: Um see, so yeah, your intelligence, yeah, your intelligence is plus 2. Uh wisdom is plus 2, charisma plus 3. Mhm. Dex, dexterity plus, I, is I plus roll 3. Really well for you. Not as well yeah. as Pat. Pat's got like some monster stats. He's got like 19 strength or something like that, I think.
0: You did pretty well for me too and gave me a pretty high dexterity, which was nice.
1: Um, was it i think pat got an extra two because he uh two in strength because he's Nord. i uh had to you know fudge a few figures there as i was going through the races to see what they could do um yeah she, uh, was it you got some extra decks as well uh, well actually all three of you no yeah actually you didn't get any extra decks because of your race um Victor, it was just body. you got extra decks because of your race, <coughs> and so did you, right? Um, I think you got more charisma. I think Actually, I've got it listed here with a notebook of what I was going to give each race. Here we go. Um... <laughs> So Imperial, I gave you plus one to everything, but plus two to Intelligence, and plus two to Charisma. Uh, Bosma was (laughs) plus zero to Strength, plus two to Dex, plus two to Constitution, because I believe they're um, resistant to Poison or something like that, I think. Bosma think i may be wrong and khajiit was plus two dex plus two charisma and then nord was plus two strength plus two constitution i think somebody had a plus three was it yorks
2: i found the list i was looking for
0: andrew i just i just threw a link in to the
2: that's uh Strength A messenger there. Yeah, strength is athletics, dexterity is acrobatics, sleight of hand, and stealth. Intelligence has arcana history, investigation, nature, and religion. Mm-hmm. Wisdom has animal handling, insight, medicine, perception, and survival. And charisma has deception, intimidation, performance, and persuasion. Yeah. Okay. Interesting.
0: But- so if you print out the sheet that I put the link on, you can add, you can put all that stuff in there. There's also fillable PDFs out there that you can. Uh...
2: Yeah, I've I've got a couple here written out that I've I've found some that I like. Let me look at the one you uploaded though. That'll be cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's basically it's basically a PDF version of uh, it's it's from Wizards. Um, you can print them out and and do them up in pencil and change them as needed.
2: Yeah, Colin said that um, you're really supposed to uh, laminate that shit <laughs> so you can <laughs> mark on it with marker and erase it and update yeah, it. Yeah, do stuff. the
0: whiteboard thing. Yeah, there's yeah. also a couple of good uh, iPhone apps um, for it. Uh, one of the guys I play with uses his iPhone for it.
2: Oh. Uh, this list is way better, Victor. It has all the, the things I just listed off to the side. It has all of those on there. That's great. Yeah, they're all in parentheses. Yep. Yeah. It'll tell
0: you exactly which which to which there.
1: Uh, what you can do is um, there should be a little block next to them. If you color that in, in black or next to ones that you do exactly. have yeah. proficiency with, or you can put what proficiency you have in it. So if you have like plus three, mm. you can write it in next to each one. That's a good list.
2: I'm going to try to remember to print this one off.
0: I'm trying to remember which app it was that. Um, there's one app called Fifth Edition Character Sheet that that does <coughs> all that <clears throat> calculates for you.
2: Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah.
0: Does a lot of calculating, uh, and then you can you can change it on the fly as you as you level up. Um, I th- these are all probably available for both Android and iPhone. It's it's a. Uh, um, All
2: right, so just as sort of a summary, what happened at my level up is I gained the passive ability of Jack of All Trades where I add half of my um, proficiency to things that I am not proficient in, and I gained uh, an extra spell of which I can cast three per day. Yes. In that three per day, I'm curious... Do they all have to be different, or can I cast the same one thrice?
1: Yep, you can cast the same one three times, or okay. cast three different spells.
2: Okay, cool. And that's all that has really changed for my.
1: Yeah, the only other okay. last okay. thing cool. was, was the song of rest.
2: Oh, and what was that again? I need to look that up. Uh, that's just when oh, oh, for the the recovery or
1: yeah, or, or when you're learning about Cause... something, yeah. Uh, So when you're doing a short rest, um, and your healing is, um, let's say you had a fight, and you've took like uh, five points of damage, and instead of trying to take a healing potion or wasting a spell to heal yourself up, you stop, uh, make sure that you're not in any danger, step away, or whatever like that, and then you all sit down for an hour, and do nothing more strenuous than maybe reading, or... Uh, sitting and talking. You can't be concentrating on anything or trying to any- figure anything out. It has to be just sitting, talking, relaxing, eating some uh, some light meal. And for that short rest, you have these things called hit dice, and you can roll them. Once you roll that, you add your constitution modifier to increase your health. Um, oh, okay. When you, when, you're up, when you went up a level... You got an extra one, so you now have an extra hit dice each. So I pretty much, I'm pretty sure that nearly all of you have got a one d eight. So now that you're all level two, you have two one d eights, two hit dice that you can mm-hmm. roll during a short rest to restore your lost health without using a spell or anything like that. Oh, nice. But when you're, but when you're doing that. If you sing your song of rest or tell a story as you're doing the song of rest, they can, all of them, add 1T6 while they're doing this. So if they're, like, down five hit points, they can roll their 1D8, and add the Constitution modifier, and if they get, like, a 4, they can. You, while you're doing your song of rest, they can actually roll an extra 1D6 to see if you can get the extra 2 to bring them back to full health.
3: Thank you for downloading this edition of Skyrim 10 AD. Email the show at skyrim10ad at gmail.com. For more information, please visit asapodcasting.com where you will find a Skyrim Attic podcast, the Fallout feed, and our
2: Amazon link which benefits the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Find our
3: social media in the show notes.